0: Oh. <laughs> Hello, Texas! How is everyone doing today? I hope you guys are doing great. And welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Lone Star News with your host, Michael Aaron Cossidus, otherwise known as Mr. C as ever and as always here in the house. To greet you all again with another fantabulous episode about Texas news and current events, ladies and gentlemen welcome 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 aboard now okay guys this is it this is the one okay this is the one i've been promising y'all most definitely uh if you are texas kin ladies and gentlemen this show is for you and uh this is most definitely a show that i think i hope will be at least somewhat helpful in uh helping us get through the texas primaries ladies and gentlemen Now, I do apologize that this is the last minute, but, you know, I love the last minute, ladies and gentlemen. I seem to work well within that sphere. I don't know what it is. I don't know why I like the pressure. I'm not saying that, you know, my droppings are like diamonds or anything here. But what I am saying is uh, uh, somehow we seem to work best that way. Have you voted yet in the Texas primaries? Now, we all know early voting is... Over, Ladies and gentlemen, for the Texas primary. So uh, if you cast that ballot, well, it is absolutely my hope that you had the resolve to make the absolute best choices. Of course, we're not here to judge that at all, ladies and gentlemen, but well, I guess we'll see. There was so much on the Texas ballot for this year. We got propositions. We got railroad commissioners. We got governors. We got lieutenant governors. We got land commissioners. We got uh, supreme court justices. We got criminal appeal court justices. We got House and uh, con- uh, Texas House and uh, Congressional House and Senate. It's a it is a doozy, ladies and gentlemen. A hundred percent, for sure, for a fact. And so, uh, you know, I'm the kind of guy that votes on election day. So this show's not too late for me. It might be skirting it pretty close, but it's not too late just yet. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you have uh, not yet voted in the Texas primary and you're holding out till that day, election day, which is this Tuesday, March 1st, 2022. Then I absolutely recommend that you sit tight and enjoy the show, okay? Uh, if you know any Texas kinfolk out there, any Texas friends and family who might just be uh, lounging around on a Sunday evening, or, or perhaps they're watching a football game, or maybe they're having dinner, you call them, you text them right now and say, you need to tune into. Lone Star News with Mr. C. He is live right now on Rumble, Twitch, uh, Clout Hub, Foxhole, Pilled. We're actually on the SusanoTube today right now as well, guys. We're on SusanoTube because I think in talking about Texas elections and the candidates involved, we're not going to get too deep into those negatory... Elements actually, I think just saying elections, I just got booted off of. <laughs> I think just saying elections, I just got booted off of SusanTube. Jeez, Louise, I cannot win over there. Now, I I have the last standing SusanTube account, one that I use for. Uh, One that I used to get around the system on certain things, but then one that I also use just for my general entertainment, okay? And, uh, lordy, lordy, lordy. You know, in fact, I should have texted some of my Texas kinfolk friends and family here right now, but I can't. Because everything I use for communications is tied up currently. Jeez Louise, it's okay. I don't think they're going to vote anyways. They were like, I took the oath and I pledge allegiance. And then like, they don't care about politics anymore. They only cared about it when it was popular. Fair weather voters, or I don't know. Anyways, okay, you know, but that doesn't mean I shouldn't encourage them to get there on Tuesday, right? Okay, anyways. Okay, so before we start the show, I'm going to go ahead and give you guys a little bit of time. Because don't get me wrong, uh, we are going to have... Uh, there's still some time to spread the links and share the word and let everyone know who is Texas Kinfolk. Texas fr- I, I hope you guys don't mind me saying Kinfolk. I say that with love. I am Texas Kin myself, ladies and gentlemen. I'm like a fifth generation Texan. Yeehaw. So, uh, you know, I'm just saying... I'm just saying, let them know. We're talking the ballot right now. Let them know. We're, I'll, we'll, I'll, I'll hold off for just a little bit. We're going to do some housekeeping before we get started on tonight's episode. We'll be here for a little bit. We'll be here for like maybe two hours. And then I have another engagement at 9 p.m. with another Texas kinfolk. Okay. And maybe we can talk shop with him as well. Uh, and that'll be here live at 9 p.m. tonight, Central Texas time. Well, Texas is Central Time. Central Time. For those of you who don't know it, um, Texas time, ladies and gentlemen. So yeah, you go ahead, go ahead and let everyone know. Okay, now, here's the deal, guys. Here's the deal. Just so you know what we're talking about right now, here and tonight on Lone Star News, we are discussing the ballot, the GOP primary ballot. Don't get it twisted, okay? I'm not going to take you through every single candidate who's a Democrat also. I mean, that would make absolutely no sense. It'd be totally counterintuitive to what this state stands for and represents, ladies and gentlemen. So, no. GOP primary ballots. Now, it's going to be an interesting one, guys. Now, let me just tell you at the onset, I do feel like we might have to continue early tomorrow with today's episode, but we are going to, we have a lot to cover. Now, when I started talking to you all about this Texas primary ballot, we made a deal, guys, and this was the deal, okay? Because there are so many competitions on this ballot, okay? Because there are so many competitions on this ballot. It was up to you all to research your own district, okay? Whether that was for a congressional House seat or a Texas State House seat, okay? Whether that was for a congressional Senate seat or a Texas Senate seat, your district, your responsibility. And some of you guys, I'm talking like District 35. I think it's not like District 22, maybe. Oh, wait, I'm 22. You got, man, you guys, y'all guys got your hands full. But if you think you have your hands full, imagine how full my hands are, okay? (laughs) Because we're going to be talking about today, we're going to go over the Texas, um, Texas Land Commissioner. We're going to go over the Texas Railroad Commissioner. We're going to go over the Texas Criminal Court of Appeals positions. We're going to go over the Texas uh, the Texas Supreme Court positions. We're going to go over all 10 propositions that are on the ballot. Okay, so we're, we're going to do all the other stuff we promised we would do. Now, um, we're also going to review some presidential endorsements, ladies and gentlemen. Now, it seems that, you know, apparently I'm not the only one that likes the last minute, ladies and gentlemen. Apparently the boss likes the last minute, too, because in the last week, President Trump has shot out more endorsements for Texas candidates than he has since he was uh, 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 uh hi- oh, Since it was, I was gonna say he was hij- well, he was hijacked. Okay, <laughs> since he was ejected from office uh by that junta, by that uh by that uh that regime that changed itself quite unlawfully. I mean, otherwise known as a coup, right, ladies and gentlemen. So, okay, uh, and never, never has President Trump endorsed more Texans than he has now. Now, here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing, talking about, talking about how we have to trust but verify, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you what, President Trump has, uh, he has endorsed some rhinos, guys, we're going to call them out tonight if we get to it, if not, we'll definitely call them out tomorrow. Um, because, and that made my job a little bit harder. You know, I was like, you know, President Trump has endorsed some people, so it's going to be real easy. I'm just going to be able to like breeze through this. I'll be like, oh yeah, this is the candidate. And then I can like, maybe like do dig a little bit, get into that and whatever, whatever. No, 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 no. Texas, Trump had to go and endorse. I mean, there's at least three rhinos. Like you go and look up their voting fact sheet and they're like, I'm pro-choice up to three months. What the heck? Oh, <laughs> really? Really? And that's not thats not even the worst of it, guys. That's not even the worst of it. That is not even the worst of it. I mean, you want to know why Texas uh, taxes are going up so high? Well, why don't you ask our current state comptroller? We're going to talk about him, too. He's also up for uh, primary in t- on Tuesday. So I'm telling you, guys... I'm, I'm I'm buying you guys some time go and tell your Texas friends share this link we're over at Rumble we're over at twitch we're over at foxhole we're over at pilled if not you know you can always catch the replay but it's never as much fun as it is when it is live so okay guys very good very good now uh let's uh before we actually get into today's episode still buying you guys some time here uh let's go ahead and do a little bit of housekeeping. You can do this for sure ladies and gentlemen. Ugh, why is this page open? This is the one we want. This is the one we'll get. There we go. All right. Uh check out the C report on podcast formato. That's right. If you don't catch this episode of Lone Star News, Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, while it's live and in living color, well, you can bet your bottom dollar we'll have it up before the end of the night here tonight. Uh, We'll probably have, well, I'll try and get it up before midnight, okay? Uh, It should be fairly easy to edit because I don't have no sound bites to incorporate into tonight's episode. It's just going to be blabbing on for the next two hours. And so, uh, the C report, uh, let me get, let me get the address on the screen for you guys. So this way you can see it. You can behold it with thine own eyes or thou own eyes. I don't know how you say that in proper, where is everything? Here it is. Bam. Listen to the podcast, www.anchor.fm slash the C report. And uh, when you go there, ladies and gentlemen, not only do you get a whole lot of news and views in your ears, auditorially speaking and on the go, you also help support this broadcast. Oh, absolutely. Every time you hear me, uh, every time you hear me saying something to the effect of, if you like the work that we do at the Sea report try doing it on anchor.fm. Yeah, I had to do like, I had to record like a little voiceover for Anchor. And then that way I get a little bit of revenue every time you guys click on the listen button over there at the Sea report So if you ever want to just like play them all, just go for it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> go for it, okay. Anyways, we'll have Lone Star News for tonight. Up and Adam tonight, ladies and gentlemen, because after all, primary time is on Tuesday. And man, if there's nothing like the last minute, it is that. But uh, yes, anchor.fm slash the C Report. Uh, we are we got to, we're we're up to date, guys. We got President Trump at CPAC 2022 posted last night or th- this morning, I think. So uh, yes, you know, go ahead and check it out. We got we got our whole ukraine uh russian military operation uh episode our series on that all of that is live it's all there you want to check out last episode of lone star news when we had our interview with uh district 20 candidate kyle sinclair it is there and it is ready to be listened to spread the links ladies and gentlemen and also you can become a supporter you can become a supporter because don't forget, guys. Over here at Mr. CTV, where we bring you the C Report, we bring you Mr. C in the Dark, we bring you Lone Star News, we bring you watch parties, we bring you live special events. We have no corporate sponsors. We don't even have independent sponsors. Our sponsors are you, ladies and gentlemen, the audience, the listeners, the viewers, the watchers. If you support us over at Anchor.fm, you can make some monthly contributions, monthly donations. 99 cents per month will get you 20 episodes of the C Report, ladies and gentlemen. Per month, uh, but you know what? Hey, say, say you can say you can afford the price of a taco or two, four ninety nine per month, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> say you can afford the price of a nice uh, a nice meal at a cheap restaurant, nine ninety nine per month, ladies and gentlemen, and you can make a monthly contribution to the show, and it be most definitely appreciated. And that way, I can keep doing what I I'm doing here, guys, because after all. I like what I do, and I think you guys do too. That's I am such a terrible advertisement man. I can't do it. Okay. Here is also the report ladies and gentlemen.com. Make sure you go check us out at the cereport.com whenever you get the chance. Now I I keep saying guys, the new website is coming. I, I'm working on a few more things. The resource page is what's taking me the most time because it's like a lot of uh it's it's a lot of links to like at least uh since episode number 247 or 8 I have all the links ready like I'm posting you're gonna get articles you're gonna get videos anything that I talk about on this show even if I don't read you guys the article but I reference it it will be there for you guys to see that I don't make this stuff up okay (laughs) I don't make this stuff up. I promise, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, But, you know, also, um, like, uh, I'm about ready to publish another article. I published, um, we published Putin's speech. Uh, Vladimir Putin, who gave his speech on Thursday of last week, where he basically exposed the entire globalist hijacking of America's using this as their vessel to take over the world and be a big old pain in the butt to Russia. Yeah, we published that on there. We're about to publish an article about all of the biolabs that the Pentagon has funded, which means the taxpayers have funded not only in Ukraine, but also around Russia and in that area of the world, including in Africa and Asia. Uh, that article is a deep roller, ladies and gentlemen. That article, ladies and gentlemen, goes on to talk about all of the, uh, all of the outbreaks that have happened in Ukraine and in Russia since those biolabs. And we're talking hepatitis A, we're talking cholera. We're talking like... these, uh, biting flies. It's crazy guys. It's crazy. And it's all tied to these bio labs that supposedly don't exist that Putin did not supposedly take out. So that article is forthcoming. And, uh, for those of you who are savvy, y'all guys figure out how to read these articles before my sites even like open for business, but it's coming guys. So anyway, so that's why I say, you know, if you support us over at, um, you know, anchor or, you know, like one, two, 2, three SKG, God bless you. And thank you so much for your generosity, uh, for gifting the can and also for uh, your previous gift, man. A uh, Curious Cat, thank you for sending me cash app donation. Uh, Railanon, thank you for the gold pills. Like it's, it's really helping, especially to expand the operations. Because, for example, like when my YouTube accounts, my Susan accounts got nuked. Like, um, seriously, like those, that's the reason why we were redoing the entire uh, C-Report.com because I had no video on there anymore. But, you know, in order to expand that side of the operation and actually be able to host videos on my website... It costs extra, you know, so like say where I pay like $50 per year just to have the website domain. If I want to host videos, it's $100 per year. So, you know, that's just kind of an example, you know, of, of kind of the expenses uh, in order to be able to broadcast on more than one station here. Like if I want to broadcast beyond Foxhole and Pilled, like I do now. That's like a that's that's fifty dollars per year there, you know, so just the costs add up and stuff like that. Fortunately they're not monthly. The only things that are monthly are like subscriptions I have to like some of the news resources that I use, like the Epoch Times. I pay for a subscription to the Epoch Times to get to the premium content. Because even though they don't report everything that I want to know about election integrity, they have so much information on their website uh, and so much good stuff like I, they're worth supporting in my opinion. Uh, there's another one that I used to support. I used to support the Texan, which was which is a really good Texas magazine uh, that has really fair and conservative. I mean, I mean, if you think about it, if something's going to be fair and honest, it usually ends up having conservative value. So can I help that it's a conservative publication and I feel like it's fair and balanced? No, I can't because they're not crooked and they're not wayward and liars and stuff like that. So anyways, guys, I used to subscribe to them, but I had to like can that one. And then, uh, you know, the Texas scorecard, though, we're going to be looking at some Texas scorecard episodes tonight. I mean, not episodes, uh, uh, articles tonight because they got some good write ups. They got some good perspective on what we're looking at, and we've got a lot to cover. And so, uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, and, uh, you know, for all of those out there who are always here with me and who are supporting uh, my heart to yours, I thank you so much. I thank you so much for my heart to yours. Like, I can't tell you how much it means that I actually have people who believe in the work that I do here. But this is not about me, ladies and gentlemen. This is about the Texas primary elections. For the GOP, that's what we're here for tonight. And I think uh, we're warmed up enough to get going on that, guys. Wouldn't you say? We got a lot of ground to cover. Let me say hello first to Mr. MacGyver. How you doing? Aurelius Lock, buddy. Good to see you with thine own eyes. <laughs> 123 SKG, once again, good evening. D Patriot1776 and Rail Anon, good evening, good evening. We even have some people hanging out over at Twitch. I'm sure we have some folks over at Clout Hub. And at Rumble, but I don't have those pages up just yet. Uh, But I appreciate you guys joining us live. Like I said, we'll be here till about 8.30. Because then at 9 o'clock, I have another live streaming engagement. Uh, so yes, most definitely we'll be here. Oh, I'll go as far as I can, guys. And then whatever I can't cover, we'll do an early episode tomorrow. I, it's, I'm the last minute kind of guy. I don't vote until election day anyways. Uh, but I will get this out ASAP, uh, on the podcast also. So other people can get to hear it. All right, guys. So let's jump into this before we get too far gone and lost. Now, lots of stuff to cover. We're going to look at the propositions first on the ballot, and we'll see what uh, we've got to say about that. Uh, And then we're not going to look at the governor. We already did our governor episodes. I mean, you're either going to vote Don Huffines or you're going to vote for Alan West. That's basically what it boils down to. I see a runoff either way. Will it be a three-way runoff? It seems like it could be, but there will definitely be a runoff, okay? There will definitely be a runoff. You know, and uh, it might just be meant to be this way. It might be meant to be this way that, uh, you know, the uh, campaign staff of Alan West just don't want to communicate with me. So I will get my interview when he's in the runoff. And that's all I can say about that. And that might actually be a better thing. <laughs> so, you know what? I'm good. I'm golden. I am golden. And whenever they want to respond their, to my emails, well, they're gonna get another email from me. That's for dang sure. Okay, so uh, we'll we'll skip on the uh, governor's um, uh, contest. We'll skip on the uh, lieutenant governor's contest. I mean, uh, I, there's some things I could say about that, but but maybe we'll hold off on that for now. Uh, we'll skip off on the AG contest. Okay, uh, I mean, I'm going. I'm Paxton there. I mean, it would be a toss up between Paxton and Gomert. Yeah, but uh, if you've been reading what Paxton has been publishing, and Paxton is not he's not mudslinging at Gomert, he's just stating the facts. And the facts with Gomert are this: He's been absent for more votes that were really conservative, like uh, topic topically like really conservative issues. He's not been present. And there's like some crazy number, like some crazy high percentage that Gomert has not been present to vote for. So, ladies and gentlemen, all I can say is uh Paxton's gonna be my man for now. Now, now please also, ladies and gentlemen, please understand I am not telling you all who to vote for, okay? Um I'm I, I will sometimes tell you who I am voting for, but please don't let don't allow me to influence your vote, okay? Um, I will, I am going to be presenting a lot of information here about some of the other con- contests though. So I think that's going to be very exciting. I'm very alarmed that, uh, cause we've got like almost a dozen president Trump endorsements to get through also. And president Trump has n- endorsed some people that I'm like, what the heck are you thinking? President Trump. You can't endorse Kay Granger? Don't you know she's one of the most middle-of-the-road, like, like, rhino? Well, no, she's not a middle-of-the-road rhino. She's, like, a very middle-of-the-road conservative, like, hardcore rhino who's been in office for, like, since the dinosaurs were around, you know? Like, what are you thinking, President Trump? Was there no one else to endorse, or did her campaign pay you the most? Oh, I hate to say that. I hate to say that, but... (laughs) <laughs> no Kay Granger. There are a couple of other ones, guys. There are a couple of other President Trump endorsements that are not good. And so well, that's what we're going to talk about tonight. So let's go ahead and dip into it. What's going on, Airborne Armor? How are you doing today? And Mez, good to see you. Good to see you. Yep. Mez says, joy and fear cannot coexist. We are called to live by faith. And that's right, ladies and gentlemen. We must live by faith and not forget that. Uh, but don't, 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 uh, don't forget, guys. Faith without works is dead, right? So make sure you're doing something too. Don't just, don't just stand in the corner and pray. Not that there's anything wrong with that, with prayer, but it's just standing in the corner and praying and doing nothing but that. That's kind of like you need to have some good work behind that faith. Okay, all right. You need to let your feet do some walking. You need to let your fruit and your veggies grow. You can't just you can't just hope that the fruit's gonna grow and the vegetables are gonna grow. You gotta till the ground. You gotta water them daily. You gotta talk and sing to them, and you know you'll get some good fruit, right? Okay. Anyways, one two three SKG says Colonel West was on with Mark Levin. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't know. Something tells me that I'll probably ask. uh, No, I won't ask Colonel West tougher questions than Mark Levin would. But we will have tougher conversations okay (laughs) we'll have conversations that people aren't talking about with him maybe i should go listen to a few more recent colonel west interviews but uh i i'm there's some topics people just are not talking about with these candidates i don't know what's up with that okay guys let's look at our ballot propositions for tuesday's primary here we go ladies and gentlemen you like this view i like this view better Okay, I'm going to expand that just a little bit Mafia. for you. All right. This is proposition number one. And uh, I got this reader, this primer from the Texas Freedom Caucus. I figured uh, who else better to trust than the Texas Freedom Caucus? It says here, proposition one, secure the border. Here's the language of the ballot. In light of the federal government's refusal to defend the southern border, Texas should immediately deploy the National Guard, Texas military forces, and necessary state law enforcement to seal the border, enforce immigration laws, and deport illegal aliens. Alright, well that one seems like a kind of no-brainer to us. And it's kind of like, wait, didn't we do that with Operation Lone Star? But, you know... This is something they want the people to have a voice and opinion on and that's that is dually justified here's a brief explanation Over 1.2 million illegal aliens crossed the Texas border sector in 2021. Most were released into the country. The border is not secure. The simple trust is that the Biden administration has intentionally abandoned border security. Large-scale human trafficking and drug smuggling are the rule, not the exception. And the Biden administration refuses to recognize the legitimate crisis his policies have caused. Cartels have operational control of the Mexican side of the U.S. border. Human trafficking and drug smuggling are at crisis levels. We can no longer wait for the federal government to act, and Texas should do everything in its power to prevent further damage to our state and our country. So uh, this is Texas Freedom Caucus's stance on this. I mean, I already know where I stand. I already know how I'm going to vote for this. That's it's a no brainer, right? Okay, so we don't necessarily have to read this. uh, But, you know, out of respect, uh, Representative Matt Schaefer, who's the vice chair of the caucus, says Texas must act boldly. Washington has abandoned border security. I believe the United States Constitution ensures that the states have sovereign right to maintain public safety. Texas must use all available tools and challenge the legal status quo. We need a fourth special session to develop new measures to protect our citizens and prevent the crime and destruction that comes from open borders. Yeah, there's a lot more stuff that we could discuss in a uh, fourth special session, I'm sure. All right, here's the next uh, subject. Proposition number two, 10-year gradual elimination of property taxes. Ho, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Merry Christmas. Talk to the current Texas comptroller and uh, land commissioner about that, eh? It says uh, Texas should eliminate all property taxes within 10 years without implementing a state income tax. Do we need to read the explanation for that, guys? ha, <laughs> ha. I don't think so. That's amazing, right? What? Who would have thunk we'd have the chance to vote on that? Let's see what it says here. In recent decades, Texans have seen their property taxes rise to me- meteoric values. According to the Tax Foundation, a fiscally conservative think tank, Texas ranks sixth in the nation in terms of most amount of property taxes collected ...as a percentage of the value of the property being taxed. However, using what is commonly referred to as the buy-down plan along with other tools, Texans could see their property taxes completely eliminated within as little as 10 years. Under the buy-down plan, surplus state revenue would be used to buy down local school maintenance and operational taxes the bulk of your local property tax bill. And you know that those lefty libtards are going to be like, but um, uh, the state income tax. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'll be like, what? And I'd be like, wait, I mean, shouldn't they be taking care of that? Not the property tax? Anyways, okay. Uh, let's go ahead and move on. From, we got a lot of stuff to cover. So we're going to, how are you guys going to vote on proposition number two? I'm figuring two for two, I'm at a strong yes. Let's see what number three says. (coughs) Pardon me. Proposition number three, ban on public and private COVID vaccine mandates. Again, is there anything that we need to uh, read further into this? (laughs) This is obvious. Uh, I'm really curious to see how Texas is going to turn out on these as of yet. I already have a feeling I know what they're going to say, okay? But uh, Texans should not lose their jobs, nor should students be penalized for declining a COVID-19 vaccine. We don't need to read much further into that. Now, I I am willing to say, guys, I mean, uh, 2020 hasn't been fixed yet, right? Right. And uh, this sham audit that they're doing here in our state is not going to help them uh, with anything, ultimately. It's not. It's not. Not if we still have, you know, hundreds of thousands of illegal votes, whether that is by duplicate votes, whether that is by illegal alien votes, whether that is by dead people voting. You know, as long as we're part of the uh, Election Registration Information Center, as long as Eric is in our system... As long as Eric is inside us, we're never going to be completely done away with it. As long as we don't do a canvas and figure out what really needs to be done in this state, it, we're, we're, 2020 is still as good as not fixed, okay? It's still as good as not fixed. And so uh, I wouldn't be surprised if some of these propositions get defeated because of that. Because they're going to turn on Eric. Watch, they're going to turn Eric on. And all of a sudden we're going to have a surplus of like a million voters and they're all going to vote blue and they're all going to vote against these propositions. And then we're going to lose. That's what I'm talking about, guys. That is what we face right here. That's the risk that we have. As long as we are part of these election systems that are unchecked and they're being used to conflate the voters that don't vote their way, we always have a chance of turning purple. (laughs) Even though we're the furthest thing from it, we always have that chance. And if anyone out there, and particularly if they are a candidate in any of these races, believe that we can go purple, they probably shouldn't be running on a GOP ticket. That's all I got to say about that. Here's the next one. Proposition number four. Further address critical race theory in public schools. Texas schools should teach students basic knowledge and American exceptionalism, and reject critical race theory and other curricula that promote Marxist doctrine and encourage division based on creed, race, or economic status. Well, that's obviously uh, easy to understand, there, guys. We don't got much to explain on. Wow, they're making these propositions are so easy, guys. These propositions are absolutely easy. Although critical race theory was virtually unheard of just a few years ago, nearly every parent in the country is familiar with its racist roots today. Yep, they come out of Virginia. They come out of the 1619 Project. Ladies and gentlemen, go look it up. Last session, the Freedom Caucus successfully fought to eliminate the teaching of critical race theory as a part of teachings in American government. But as with all Marxist ideologies, they have spread uncontrollably to other disciplines, including math and science. The legislature must act to ban all forms of CRT in the classroom before it destroys the years of progress we've made as a country. Very good. Yep, I already know how I'm voting on all of these. And I I don't think I need to tell you guys how. That's not my job. My job's not to tell you guys how to vote. Although I will just say proposition number two. No, no, proposition number three. Proposition number three just got me booted off of YouTube. (laughs) Here I was like, oh, we're not going to cover anything that's getting me booted off YouTube. Okay, all right. Hopefully they don't destroy my entire work there. And uh, you know what? Who cares? They're going to do it anyways. They don't like me. All right, proposition number five. Constitutional amendment protecting LERF. It says Texas should enact a state constitutional amendment to defend the sanctity of innocent life created in the image of God from fertilization until natural death. Brief explanation. The Texas Heartbeat Act party, written by our own Representative Briscoe Kane, Led to the saving of nearly 100 unborn babies per day, per day, since its effective date last September. Oh, you want to talk about population growth? Let's see. <laughs> Let's see what that's gonna. Let's see what. Let's see what the. Uh, let's see what it's gonna look like when they start counting all the heads here in, the cen- in our next census. Right, they're gonna be like, where? Are, wh- how did Texas grow so much? Oh, you remember that time that they stopped killing hundred babies per day? <laughs> that's how we grew our numbers here in Texas. All right, you know. Never mind the snowstorms that kept everyone inside and cuddled up together. Right, with the. <coughs> Excuse me. With United States Supreme Court declining to hear a case overturning a stay on its implementation, the signals are clear. The US Supreme Court is ready to overturn Roe versus Wade and send the abortion issue back to the states. Texas has prepared for this. Alongside the Heartbeat Act, the legislature also passed a law that immediately illegalizes all abortions once Roe is overturned. However, A future legislature could easily amend or repeal that law. A constitutional amendment would make it virtually impossible for any future legislature to make legal the atrocities of abortion in Texas. That is simply amazing. That's great, guys. So for five and five, I'm a yes, ladies and gentlemen. But you guys vote the way that your heart feels. Okay. (laughs) Proposition number six, no committee chairmanships for Democrats. Oh, (laughs) this one seems a little poignant. No committee chairmanships for Democrats. The Republican-controlled Texas legislature should end the practice of awarding committee chairmanships to Democrats. Okay, let's get an explanation on this, guys. Let's get an explanation on this. It says... Democrat policies were resoundingly rejected at the ballot box in 2020 when they attempted to flip the Texas House, but they failed miserably and gained zero policy ground. Last session, however, many of these Democrat chairs abandoning their jobs, their constituents, and their state when they fled to Washington, D.C., to prevent the legislature from passing the election security bill. Members of the freedom caucus filed a resolution to strip these democrats of their chairmanships, but the re- resolution did not advance. The millions of taxpayer dollars they wasted on their stunt will not go unaddressed. However, oh well, b- god bless, ladies and gentlemen, you know because they clearly did they did nothing all they did was empty threats and finger waving at these guys who wasted a miserable amount of money okay and a miserable amount of time right uh and were clearly not listening to their constituents they were they were all politics that's that's a that's a clear sign ladies and gentlemen of someone who's about politics and not about listening to their constituents okay and and granted these are democrat representatives, which means they were elected democratically by democrats okay did you see that, Democrats? If you're out there listening, I said democratically by Democrats, because you are not the Democratic Party, okay? You are the Democrat Party. Hard T at the end. We're all Democratic in this constitutional republic, in case you didn't realize it. Okay? Alright. So, uh, but this is good, guys, because this will be the state of Texas saying, hey, look, these people will not go un punished there will be some accountability and we're not going to allow you to hold a chairmanship to be uh what is that to be that that lead example you want to lead by example but then you want to fly the coup whenever the going gets tough right in some kind of a political stunt no 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 thank you ma'am uh 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 all right well i think i'm six and six right now ladies and gentlemen let's see here number seven what do we got Further protect our elections. Oh, I'm interested in this one for sure. Texas should protect the integrity of our elections by verifying that registered voters are American citizens. Okay, uh, duh. Restoring felony penalties. Yes, absolutely. And enacting civil penal- penalties for vote fraud. And fighting any federal takeover of state elections. Yeah, tell that to Chip Roy, okay? If you're voting for Chip Roy, he thinks that the Fed should have control of state elections. Okay, let me pull this up for you guys right now because uh, someone had a question about that not long ago. And I have the meme and it has his direct quote on it. I created it myself. and guys, I don't do fancy memes, okay, just so you know, don't get disappointed. All I know how to do is put words on a picture, okay? <laughs> so Where are you at, Chip? My boy? Let me see. So this, so we can recap Chip Roy since I think he's being primaried, right? Isn't he, I think he's up for primary. I didn't I told you guys, I didn't look at the districts because uh, that's your job, and we got a lot more ground to cover. Okay, um, let's see here. Where are you at, Chippy, my boy? Where are you at, you bunghole? He's here somewhere. Let me just find him real quick so I can satisfy y'all's curiosity. You guys don't think I'm crazy? Talking about Chip... Here it is. Here it is. Wait, where is it at? I see his face. Where's the meme? Where's the meme? Where's the meme? Oh, here it is. I gotcha. Okay, you guys ready for this? You guys want to see Chip Roy? You guys think I'm crazy? You guys think I'm making this stuff up? I am not making this stuff up. Here you go. This is what Chip Roy said, and I quote. Let's expand that a little bit more. Okay, let's expand this for you guys. Here's Chip Roy. Here's the guy everyone loves. You know what? His 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 skull his his skull is not as attractive as mine. Okay. <laughs> ah, no. Get over here, Chip Roy. Here we go. Full screen. He says, for the record the representatives from texas believe that they should t- they should have to defer to washington defer to the federal government on what we should do for election laws in the state of texas chip roy texas district 21 so i don't care chip roy if you're going to defend me against vaccine mandates i don't care chip roy if you're gonna fight for the right for life but you're gonna give up my sacred sovereign right to vote you're gonna give up my only ability to declare myself as a true sovereign person in this world my liberty my freedom which is representative and symbolic by the sacred vote chip roy you want to give that away to washington dc sir Oh, oh, for the record, the representatives from Texas believe that they should have to defer to Washington. Uh, 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 you know what that gets, ladies and gentlemen, you know what that gets in the House of C. Not in my house, Chip Roy. Not in my house. Okay? Alright. That's all I gotta say about that guy. Are you satisfied? Are you satisfied, ladies and gentlemen? That is what Chip Roy said. Oh, this Texas, uh yeah, he's gonna he's a true patriot. My ass, he's a true patriot. Screw that shit. Uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. I'm sorry guys, I don't mean to get so riled up this early on, but I'm telling you guys, Texas is full of rhinos. They all need to go, 95 to 98% of them, they need to go, get rid of them, okay, we need to primary their asses, we need to get them out, and that's why I said, guys, that's why I said, this election season, this primary Tuesday, there are a lot of competitions, a lot of contests, so I hope you guys did your diligence completely, and y'all did y'all's work on your district and on your Senate representatives because we're not talking about individual districts tonight. But I will gladly show you that Chip Roy thing any time of the day, okay? No, 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 Chip Roy. I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh-uh, 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 uh -uh, uh -uh, not on my watch, sir. Okay. Now, getting back to this... (laughs) Texas should protect the integrity of our elections by verifying that registered voters are American citizens... Restoring felony felony penalties and enacting civil penalties for vote fraud and fighting any federal takeover state elections. Brief explanation. Although the legislature passed major election reforms last session, the Democrat quorum break caused several items to be left unaddressed. Texans injured by the negotiation of their vote should be able to seek a penalty, a civil penalty against others who engage in voter fraud, and Texas must always be prepared to fight federal laws that seek to enable vote harvesting and illegal voting, such as the bill that was recently defeated in Washington when even Democrats thought it went too far in enabling fraud." Yeah. Yeah. And uh, speaking of speaking of being able to prosecute or hold accountable uh, penalties for voter fraud, as you all as you guys may all know about uh, about uh, this whole uh, Texas criminal court of appeals case where they stripped A.G. Paxton or the the office of the attorney general from the ability to uh, from the ability to prosecute election fraud. Guess what, guys? One of those judges on the criminal court of appeals, he's up for primary, and we're going to talk about him in just a little bit, okay? All right. They all voted yes for it. They all need to go. Here is the next one. Proposition number eight, ban on child chemical castration and genital mutilation. Okay. The reason why I clap my hands, ladies and gentlemen, is because they could not get this one passed. They could not get this one, they could not even get this off the calendar, okay? Because Rhino Abbott is taking money from the chemical and the pharmaceutical companies that make these drugs and make these chemicals. Okay. So they couldn't even get this off the calendar. They couldn't even get it scheduled. They couldn't get it on the floor. It died in like the back offices somewhere in the basement. Okay. So isn't it amazing that this proposition, oh, they're like, okay, you're not going to, you're not going to call a vote on it. Texas Rhino legislature, we're going to let the state of Texas, we're going to let the people of Texas decide on this one, since you guys can't seem to make up your mind about whether or not this is child abuse, right? (laughs) God, God bless Texas. Okay, Texas should ban chemical castration, puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and genital mutilation surgery on all minor children for sex transition Purposes. Now, for those of you out there who have no idea what the heck we're talking about, here's a brief explanation. Last legislative session, the Freedom Caucus led on bringing attention to the growing insidious practice of genital mutilation, either through surgery or cross-sex hormone therapy of innocent children. Representative Matt Krauss, Secretary-Treasurer of the Caucus filed House Bill 1399, which would have banned all forms of medical intervention in children for the purposes of transitioning their gender, an act which, although some doctors fail to admit it, is biologically impossible. Although the bill did not pass... The Freedom Caucus remains committed to passing this critical legislation. I'm starting to think that all these propositions came by way of the Freedom Caucus. Hmm, Maybe something we should be looking into here in the state of Texas. At least myself, for sure. Okay, let's go to proposition number nine. Education freedom. Fund students, not systems. Now, I've heard this... uh, generically speaking on a national level so let's see what texas wants to do about it texas parents and guardians should have the right to select schools whether public or private for their children and the funding should follow the student perfectly clear nothing to explain i totally agree with that and i don't have kids okay A brief explanation. During the Charlie Victor era, the issue of parents' God-given rights in directing their children's education choices has become more important than ever. Texas children from across all walks of life benefit from the positive aspects of education, freedom, and choosing an education that best works for their unique needs whether that be a public or private school that performs well. However, many families want a choice, but the only barrier is that they can't afford it. It is time for the Texas legislature to truly allow funding to follow the child as directed by the parents. I don't know any parent that would disagree with that, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know any parent that would disagree. Proposition number 10, freedom of conscience from government coercion. Texans affirm that our freedoms come from God and that the government should have no control over the conscience of individuals. Now, aside from all of these mandates that were coming up uh, around the Charlie Victor era, kind of makes you wonder, like, what else? might be coming up, that they're putting this down on the books, right? Brief explanation. From government-mandated Charlie Victor inoculations to schools and agencies forcing staffers to take pledges against Christian values in CRT trainings to physicians being forced to forego life-saving treatments of patients due to the controversy surrounding a particular drug, the soft tyranny of forced governmental compliance has gone too far. Government does not know how to run our lives better than we do, period. The legislature must act to restrain governments from impeding on the individual consciences of its citizens and their right to make their own decision for themselves. Yeah, here, here, ladies and gentlemen. here, yeah. And that is... Ladies and gentlemen, that is, uh, that those are the 10 propositions for Tuesday. If you have not yet voted, well, there you go. Ah, this is the Texas Freedom Caucus. Let's see who's on here. I'm going to go join the Texas Freedom Caucus. I like these guys. I like the cut of their jibe. God. <laughs> Look at Representative Toth is on here. Yay. Okay. Yay! He's good. This is this is this is the election integrity man in Texas, Representative Stephen Toth. Hey, where'd you go, Stephen? God, why you gotta dip out like that? <laughs> this is the man right here. This man. That's the man. Okay, where to go? There it is. That man right there. You see him? Oh, it's as big as I can get it to go. This one. <laughs> he's the one, man. He's the one. All right. Fighting for Texas election integrity like nobody else's business, ladies and gentlemen. All right, guys. So that takes us through the propositions for this bill. I mean, for this uh, Tuesday. Now, you know, like I said, you know, I, I apologize if this is coming at the last minute, but it's not the last minute for everyone. So, you know, let your friends know. Let your family know. Let any of your Texas folk and Texas kin know. The C-Report and all the shows on this podcast channel are 100% listener supported. We don't have corporate sponsors. We don't have independent sponsors. Our sponsors are you, the listener. So if you like the work we do and like what we have to say and contribute to the world of news and information and entertainment, please show us your support. Make a monthly donation to help sustain future episodes at anchor.fm slash the C-Report. Your support is greatly appreciated. From 99 cents per month to four ninety nine per month to nine ninety nine per month, every donation counts and every bit helps. Show your support for the C-Report and other shows on this podcast channel by visiting anchor.fm Slash the sea report. And thanks, y'all. Alright, so let me uh let me expand this on the screen. Now we're gonna be looking at the ballot itself. Now here's where it's gonna get a little sticky, guys. Now, uh, like I said, we're not gonna cover the governor's race. Uh, you have Rhino Abbott as your incumbent, and in my opinion. Don Huffines and Alan West, or Don Huffines, some people say it that way. Uh Don Huffines and Alan West, those are gonna be your two best bets to uh get Abbott out. Alright? Now uh I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into all of it, guys. If you know you know about Abbott, you know uh how smart they are running his uh campaign. Anyways, but you got all these people here. Now I like Chad Prather too, guys. Don't get me wrong. I like Chad Prather. But uh, I think when we're talking about getting someone out, like Rhino Abbott, it's going to be either Don or Alan. And um, to be frank, there is going to be a runoff. So uh, we'll see how that goes, right? Lieutenant Governor. We might spill back into Lieutenant Governor tomorrow, okay? But uh, right now, your incumbent is Dan Patrick. He is Trump endorsed. Does that mean he's a good man? I mean, this man is also taking money from the uh, chemical castration pharmaceutical complex as well. He's taking money from uh, big oil and big energy as well, too, you know? So I can't say that Dan Patrick is the best choice. But we are not going to talk Lieutenant Governor tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We've got uh, got bigger fish to fry than good old Danny boy, okay? Attorney General Paxton. We have, uh, we... (laughs) We have the, we have the, uh, the son of, I don't know whose son he is. Is he, is he Jeb's son? Um, (laughs) I don't know which bush loin he fell out of, but he has the name of a pedophile and the name of a Nazi. His name is George Prescott Bush. So I, you know, there's certain names you just don't trust and you just do not trust a bush. I don't care how beautiful that bean footage is. You don't trust a bush. Eva Guzman... She was formerly on the Texas Supreme Court. She has left the Texas Supreme Court to run for Attorney General. Now you know she's running for Attorney General because they're scared of Paxton, and they don't want Louis Gohmert to get in. Okay. Now Eva Guzman, I don't really have a uh, I don't really have a solid tracker on this woman. She looks like a gremlin. But we're not talking about looks here. We're talking about the content of the character and the way that they vote and judge. So, I can tell you though, I'm not voting for Eva Guzman. Uh, my vote's going for Ken Paxton. Okay, uh, Louis Gomert, I he's a close runner-up, but as Ken Paxton has shown in a lot of his uh, in a lot of his recent um, uh, paperwork, Louis Gohmert. As uh, much of a patriot and an America First individual he is, it just seems that in Texas politics, he does not show up to vote for crucial issues, and that's an issue, okay? So Ken Paxton's not mudslinging on Louis Gohmert by any means. He's just referring to his voting record, and his voting record is absent, mostly. So I don't know that I could trust Louis Gohmert, but Ken Paxton, the fruit of his labor has uh, shown to me to be uh, trustworthy, ladies and gentlemen. Anyways, don't uh, don't go based on my vote, guys. But I think for everyone present, it's going to be between Paxton and Gomert, honestly. But uh, my vote's going for Paxton. Land Commissioner. Okay, Land Commissioner. This is what we're going to do for this one, guys. We're not going to spill into this one just yet. But man, do I got some sauce on this one. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me pull up my notes here. Let me pull up my notes. Okay. This one, ladies and gentlemen, this one, (laughs) there's one name on the list of Republican candidates that everyone is going to know, refer to and vote for. Okay. So you guys are going to have to give me a part two on this one. OK, if you haven't voted, please forgive me. We're going to go over the land commissioner tomorrow. OK, because President Trump has endorsed Don Buckingham for this position of land commissioner, George Prescott Bush, the pedophile uh, Nazi uh, grandchild, he. Um, He used to be the land commissioner. He's the reason why we got China in our airfields and in our power grid and up in our stuff, you know, among other things. Okay. Don Buckingham has a serious, seriously questionable voting record at everything. I I mean, I don't know why she was endorsed. I, I don't know why she was endorsed by President Trump. Okay, I don't know. Um just as an example. Just as an example. Uh let me see if this says enough to you guys. When asked if Don Buckingham when asked when Don Buckingham was asked if the government should enforce a stay-at-home order to combat the coronavirus. And there I go getting kicked off of YouTube again. She said yes. Okay. Um, When asked whether or not there should be more restrictions on the current process of purchasing a gun, she said yes. She said that we should require a strict background check and psychological testing and training. Okay, Don Buckingham. (laughs) Don Buckingham. I don't know why it's gonna, it, we'll get it playing smoothly. I don't know why, guys. I mean, President Trump endorsed this woman, okay? President Trump endorsed this woman. I don't know why, okay? So, the reason why we're not gonna get into Texas land commissioner candidates tonight is because look at this list, okay? We got Ben Armenta, Victor Avila, Don Buckingham, Rufus Lopez, Weston Martinez, Don W. Minton, John Spears, Tim Wesley. Now, I've already pulled profiles on all of these people. I have not been able to go through all of them. Okay, so we'll continue this discussion about uh, Don Buckingham and the Texas Land Commissioner early tomorrow. Okay, so let your Texas friends know. We'll be covering this early tomorrow. Let's go on to the next one. We got uh, Texas Agricultural Commissioner. Uh, The Agricultural Department supports farmers, regulates fuel pumps, and administers school lunch programs. Sid Miller is seeking a third term. Now, Sid Miller, he's who I'm voting for. Okay. Um, He was going to run for governor. Uh, I think he wisened up and realized that he was much more useful in his uh, role right now. Now, this man has had some controversy. Don't get me wrong, okay? Uh, But it it was controversy that was not related to him, but related to people who worked in his office. And of course, you could use that as a question for his ability to uh, judgment and stuff like that. But I'm not going to let that, uh, based on his work and not on the work of those around him, I'm just, you know... Sid Miller is my guy. So as far as agricultural commissioner goes, unless you guys know better or otherwise about Kerry Council and James White, please let me know because my spot, my, <laughs> my plate's full, but uh, let's go into the next one. Okay, so we got this one, um, the comptroller. All right, let's talk comptroller talk, guys. Comptroller, the comptroller is the state official responsible for collecting taxes overseeing the treasury, the state treasury, and forecasting the amount of money that's available, available for the state's two-year budget. Republican Glenn Hegar is running for a third term. So we got two peeps here. We got Glenn Hegar and we got Mark V. Goloby. All right, let's dip into this real quick, guys. Now, this is from President Trump. President Trump has officially endorsed Glenn Hegar. Now, does this necessarily mean that we should vote for Glenn Higar? Well, like we like to say here at the Sea Report, trust but verify. Now, here's what President Trump had to say about Glenn Hegar, ladies and gentlemen. He says, uh, Comptroller Glenn Hegar is doing an outstanding job as the Comptroller of the great state of Texas, strong on border security, life, and our Second Amendment. Glenn is fighting hard for our American oil and gas industry. He will protect the Texas economy from Joe Biden's crippling Green New Deal's policy. An unwavering advocate of our military and vets, Glenn has my complete and total endorsement. Well, ladies and gentlemen... Well, ladies and gentlemen, far as I'm concerned, if I'm going to be voting for a state comptroller, his business is not border security, life, and Second Amendment. I mean, he controls the purse. He doesn't control whether or not we got right to carry He's in control whether or not uh, whether or not we have to have mask mandates. I mean, now I'm sure, as you know, the top economist and purse carrier in the state, he can say, "Well, based on these mandates, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, our economy will look like this," and he can make recommendations. But ultimately, he doesn't have that vote. Okay, so Glenn Hegar, guys, trust but verify, guys. Trust, but verify. Let's take a look at Glenn Hegar. Okay. Uh, Let me, uh, let's bust him out. Come on to the front, Glenn. Here you come. All right, boy. No. Okay. This is Glenn Hegar. (laughs) He is the current state comptroller. He's been in this position for two terms. He's seeking his third term. Okay. Now, let's look at some articles. Uh, this is from Texas Scorecard. Okay, so this article is dated January 12th, 2022. Let's see what it's got to say. And it goes this way. How Texas government failed to pay our soldiers on time. Texas military department staff turnover and inexperience led, inexperience led to pay issues for troops assigned to Operation Lone Star. Texas soldiers are unnecessarily entangled in a train wreck of layered bureaucracies, political issues, staff turnover, and IT headaches. Issues in paying troops identified last year persist. As we previously reported, Operation Lone Star is part of Governor Greg Abbott's pivot to border security following the Biden-Harris administration's abdication of strong border security measures. Essentially, OLS surged members of the national Texas National Guard and Texas Department of Public Safety to the state's southern border. Unfortunately, as Texas Scorecard reported in December, an unknown number of TNG, Texas National Guard troops involved in the Operation Lone Star, were being paid late. A whistleblower's allegation of rampant pay issues first made the Texas Scorecard in o- uh, October were were confirmed by communications obtained through a Public Information Act request. The issues were severe enough for Major General Tracy Norris, Agent General of the Texas National Guard, to directly ask Texas Comptroller Glenn Hegar for help on October 18th. They even called Kim to make sure I got the letter through her as well, so we may need to give them a call so they can take a deep breath, Higar emailed Rob Coleman, Director of the Comptroller's Fiscal Management Department. For its part, the governor's office has been on notice since October. Our first article in this series focused on problems, while this particular uh, article examines process, including how Texas soldiers are paid when assigned to missions like OLS. However, it appears even though soldiers who are receiving paychecks are encountering issues. Since the publication of our initial issue uh, article, a whistleblower uh, different from the one who contacted us in October, recently disclosed issues for some soldiers who are being paid. Not one check has been the same, said the source, who according to his military orders has been on OLS duty since October. In the beginning, my check took a month and the next was three weeks then another three weeks checks will go from 3100 to 2400 and no explanation given the source said there are soldiers still receiving paper checks and they must continuously beg to get pay stubs the last check was shorted two days ago Uh, last check was short two days and now they tell us they just moved the pay cycle around so we aren't actually short but nobody truly knows if that's the truth or not because we don't get pay stubs I've been here since October, and I've received two pay stubs, and even then the pay stubs just show taxes. They don't tell you how much pay is uh, from base pay and how much is from allowances received, so you can't tell what your pay should be or if it's short. The process by which Texas soldiers are paid when on operation like OLS is complex. According to Internal Comptroller Communications, unit personnel officer must report daily to the federal government who showed up for duty. Uh, They do this by recording each soldier's status in the personal emergency management system. This is TMD's attendance record recording system. After the federal government validates the information in PEMS, TMD is told who will be paid and how much. TMD provides that information to the Texas comptroller, and payment information system is uploaded into the centralized accounting payroll personnel system so the comptroller can cut soldiers' paychecks. The Texas Comptroller's website states CAPS is the official name of the statewide enterprise resource planning system and that it provides a single financial it provides a single financials and human resources payroll administration software solution for Texas state agencies. Texas Scorecard asks the Comptroller to confirm if our understanding of how the payment process works is accurate. We are unable to give any details on how attendance information is collected by TMD as none of those functions are done using CPA systems, Kevin Lyons, spokesperson for the comptroller, replied. We can confirm that TMD uploads a mass spreadsheet into CAPS and that information is used to generate payments, either direct deposit or warrant. Internal comptroller communications show that normally TMD, like many professions, has bimonthly payrolls for OLS, Operation Lone Star, one on the 15th and one at the end of the month. In her letter to Higar, Norris explained assignments like Operation Lone Star are considered long-term state activity duty. It's sad. Man, what an acronym, guys. When TNG and Texas State Guard service members are on SAD, they're considered... They need to to change that, guys. That's a terrible acronym. When they are on SAD, they're considered temporary state employees, and their pay is processed through state payroll processes as supplemental payrolls. She further explained that under normal circumstances, this involves process unique to TMD to process payrolls in CAPS. Attendance and direct deposit issues. The same day, Coleman informed Comptroller staff by email he had spoken with Shalia Taylor, Director of State Administration at TMD. She mentioned the manual processes needed to add individuals into CAPS. I thought this was already an automated process. Are we working with them on this? Alice Alvarado, manager of the Comptroller's statewide fiscal systems department, explained to Coleman the difference between federal and state duty for Texas soldiers. National guardsmen are used to being paid for their time for the time they are on federal orders almost immediately. This can happen because the federal pay office knows exactly when a guardsman is on federal orders and for how long since attendance is mandatory, she wrote state active duty is not mandatory in the same way federal duty is for them therefore the federal personnel office who who handles state active duty mission management must get daily attendance information from the unit personnel officers in order to validate duty days and payments this requires manual attendance entry into the PMS system sounds like the state comptroller didn't know that huh Sounds like if you're going to say something like, oh, well, they're going to be loyal and do their best for our troops and our active guard, that they would have this taken care of. State Comptroller Higar. Huh? Huh? I'm just saying. Okay. Alvarado wrote, PEMS can generate the mass hire file for CAPS. However, this functionally, functionality may not be working as originally designed, which is resulting in the need for manual hire updates when the federal pay office makes the cutoff date for payroll, FPO must certify attendance in PEMS before giving TMD state payroll office payment information. Then a mass load spreadsheet can be made, taken from PEMS and given to the comptroller. And uh, here's like the background technical stuff we're not going to read. But uh, this red box here says, I think this is just the sauce, guys. Uh, Unit personnel officers, in order to validate duty days and payments, this requires manual attendance entry into the PEMS system. You'd think that the comptroller's office would know this. Once the federal pay office sets a cutoff date for a payroll, they must then validate the attendance information within PEMS before they can provide the payment information to the TMD state payroll office. It is not until that point that the TMD payroll office, knows who will be paid, and for how much. Texas Scorecard asked the comptroller of PEMS is a state or federal system. CPA does not have any affiliation with the personnel emergency, personnel emergency management system. Thus, we do not know if it is federal or state, when it was created, or its operational status. Lyons, who again is the state comptroller spokesperson, replied. Alvarado also described the difficulty of direct deposits for state uh, for Texas soldiers in Operation Lone Star. There's no mechanism for pulling EFT data for only those on SAD service member uh, a SAD for only those SAD service members. That's terrible. I'm sorry guys, that acronym is choking me up. There's no mechanism for pulling EFT electronic fund transfer data For only those sad service members. Really? Okay, (laughs) currently on duty? Sorry, it's not funny, but it's too ironic to just let it go. The Federal Personnel Office has to request a file from the Federal Pay Office and provide it to the TMD Payroll Office, she wrote. The TMD Payroll Office then has to format the file and provide it to CPA to load. CPA is another name for... The Texas comptroller. Texas scorecard asked the comptroller if our understanding of the facts on the direct deposit is accurate. The Texas comptroller does not have visibility into TMD's process for obtaining direct deposit information, thus, we cannot confirm the process as described. Lyons replied. May as well be saying Hegar replied, right? Higar replied. Uh, TMD has provided bulk direct deposit information to be loaded into CAPS in the past, and more recently, they have been manually entering this information into CAPS themselves. We also asked the comptroller what federal agency or agencies the Federal Pay Office and Federal Personnel Office reside in. The state comptroller does not interact with any other federal or state office regarding TMD or its payments. Higar replied, "We only communicate with TMD as such we are unfamiliar with those offices and under what jurisdiction they belong. Because the Biden Harris administration has refused to stop illegal border crossings, this complex system has put to te- has was put to the test through Operation Lone Star. It fell apart." Okay. So this article goes on, but I think you guys get the idea, right? <laughs> I think you guys get the idea about where I'm going with this. I don't understand why president Trump endorsed this man. Okay. Uh, But he did. All right. Maybe it's because he was hedging his bets and he wants to keep that endorsement track record high but man, I wish that we'd gotten this out here sooner. Okay, so let's take a look at another one, guys. Let's we're still talking about the state comptroller. There's only two people on the GOP primary for state comptroller, okay? It's Hegar and one other guy. You guys want to know who I'm voting for? <laughs> it's not Hegar, okay? Glenn Hegar, state compt the honorable Glenn Hegar, he before being the comptroller was actually a state senator. So uh, looked up his voting record to see how he did and how he ranked on the fiscal index since this guy is the controller of the purse basically state comptroller right so as it turns out when it comes to fiscal in- the f- fiscal index ratings and responsibilities etc uh, between uh, between his terms as a state senator he ranked an F okay. <laughs> He ranked enough ladies and gentlemen uh, we'll just take a real quick look at it so you can see i'm not dreaming this stuff up uh, so this was this is this is a young a young hegar uh, he looks like a party boy fresh out of college you know all right that's when he was a uh that's when he was a state senator he was district 18 katie texas for those of you who are out there in katie way how you doing tonight uh, it says here in 2007 he received an F on the fiscal index. In 2009 he received a C plus. In 2011 he received an F, and in 2013 he received a C minus for an overall rating of F in his career as a state senator. So why would we trust this man to control our purse, right? And then here's just a list of other things that he did, but we're not going to go through those. We're running through this guys. Okay. Now here's, uh, here's, um, here's another article pertaining to him. This one is dated January 4th, 2022 from the Texas insider. Let's see what she got to say. Uh, HIGAR state sales tax revenues up 18.1% compared to December of 2019. So what's that mean? The sharpest increase in retail trade receipts were from electronics and appliance stores and clothing stores. Two segments especially hit hard during the previous year pandemic. It says here, Texas Comptroller Glenn Hegar today said state sales tax revenue totaled $3.56 billion in December. More than, uh, that's 24.4% higher than in 2020. A majority of that tax revenue is based on sales made in November and remitted to the agency in December. Year-over-year increases for most tax revenues continue to be affected by base effects. Year-ago revenue collections, to which this year's collections are compared, were suppressed by the pandemic. Okay, so we're going to skip over that. So this is his here is just reporting. Total uh, Total sales revenue for three months ending in December 2021. Was up 22.9%. Texas collected the following revenue from major taxes, most of which were sharp, uh, were up sharply from a year ago. Motor vehicle sales tax and rental tax, motor fuel taxes, oil production tax, natural gas production tax. Okay, and it says here. Um, okay, so that's just a review. That's that's just him saying that. Okay, so let's take a look at his challenger. Okay, so that's, I don't know, like you look at, you look at that whole thing, particularly with the, uh, particularly with the, um, the uh, Texas National Guard issue and their pay, you know, so anyhow, this is his, this is his, uh, his competition, all right, on the screen here. Let me see what this, uh, I don't even know what his, no, just kidding. I'm like, I don't even know what his name is. But I, you know, if we want business as usual, I'm most likely not going to vote for Higar. Mark V. Golaby. Okay, so let's check this guy out. All right, he looks pretty interesting, don't you think? Hey, get back on the screen. There you go. Okay, Mark V. Golaby. This is the other Republican running on the ticket for GOP comptroller. This man did not receive an endorsement from President Trump. My name is Mark Gullaby. Oh, we're going to watch a video from him. We got to introduce you guys to him. Everyone knows who Higar is. So uh, let me get sound set up for you guys. We got about 30 minutes or so left. So we're going to go through another competition or two. Uh, hey, creative writer. How you doing tonight? Thanks for popping in. Hi, Victoria. How are you? Uh, creative writer, thank you for donating 700 gold pills to tonight's show. Much appreciated. Always appreciate your hard work, Mr. C. Oh, I appreciate you hanging out with us tonight, sir. And thank you again for the gold pill donations. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. Let me make sure we got good sound here, guys. You guys know I'm always kind of finicky on this. And, uh, okay. I think we're set up for some good sound. And let me check one more thing here before we get on with this. Okay, cool. Hey, Connie Ketchup, what's up? Connie Ketchup says, the National Guard is put all over Washington right now on side streets and by homes. It's because it's the military district of Columbia, darling. 123 SKG says, I like Sid Miller. I like Sid Miller too. Sid Miller has my vote. Um, And honestly, I'm probably going to vote for this guy. (laughs) This Mark Golaby. I don't see why not. Uh, let's, let's, uh, I just, I kind of feel like this Hegar guy is like one of the good old boys. That's my sixth sense. And then just the way he's taking care of some of his business, I don't, I don't quite jive with it. But again, I'm not telling you guys how to vote. I am just uh, sharing information. Here we go, guys.
1: My name is Mark Dullaby. Uh, my uh, endeavor in this has been that um, I worked on an issue of chapter 313 tax abatements, in which uh, we worked for five years to get these abatements uh, lifted. And uh, under the guise of economic development, uh, we were, the state was giving uh, companies $200,000 to generate $65,000 a year jobs. And uh, these were concentrated uh, all over the state, but uh, a lot in the, uh, in the Panhandle and then also along the Gulf Coast uh, with all these refineries and uh so you know it's one of the things that i looked at and we went through and were able to get the texas legislature to allow this uh to expire and uh after the the legislature did that then the comptroller came back and decided well then i'm not going to tell people how much this program costs this program is a billion dollar program almost one percent of the state budget and it's not going to state agencies and it's not going to state services it's going into the profits of companies. Some of them foreign, some of them Chinese, some of them King of Saudi Arabia. So I, uh, once the comptroller made that decision, I said someone has to go through there and take a look at how we can address this. And uh, so I got in the race. I said this is this is not something that should be allowed. The Texas taxpayers deserve tax relief, and tax relief can't be achieved when we are going through programs where again we're paying. for $65,000 a year jobs. Uh, My background is uh, BBA in accounting from Texas A&M, and I've run my company uh, TC Technologies uh, for over 25 years. We do the internet of things for uh, the oil and gas industry. So I bring that expertise. I bring uh, great analytical uh, capability, being able to cipher through a lot of numbers to come up with pertinent conclusions, such as the fact that, uh, we were paying this much for these jobs. Uh, the Houston Chronicle did uh, their expose and said it was two hundred and sixteen thousand. So um, I'll stack my calculations with that as well. So felt like I got affirmed on that, and uh, so I'm hoping to appeal to the uh, Texas taxpayers and discuss how I believe uh, their due relief, and I believe we can deliver some quick relief in uh, sales tax reduction.
0: All right. Well, there you go, guys that's a little bit that's Loomers, hey i gave you no such permission mm-hmm. okay <laughs> let me get this let me get this soy boy off my screen hold on huh. mark Golaby. dropping some bombs there that are honestly guys way over my head hold on let me get this let me get this fixed here real quick
1: my name is mark
0: how dare that man how dare that soy boy just come on my screen with no permission Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Now we're back. Okay. Mark Goluby. Yeah. I mean, I am no accountant. I'm no mathematician. I'm no none of that. But I understand that if uh, there's a certain windfall that could go back into taxpayer dollars or go back into taxpayer pockets, and uh, our current comptroller decides that they're going to go ahead and Keep that number secret from uh, the taxpayers and, you know, pay off uh, corporations. And what was this? The Prince of Saudi Arabia? This is why this man is running. Okay, so that's, uh, why did Trump, why did Trump endorse this other man? I don't know. I think he's hedging his bets. But in case you guys didn't notice, I love President Trump. I voted for the man twice, Okay. I'm going to vote for him again if I have to. I don't think I'm going to have to, but if I have to, I will, right? But I'm not going to vote for his candidate, okay? I'm not voting for someone he endorsed. I will not vote for State, he- State Comptroller Higar. I'm not going to do it. No, sir. And the thing that sucks about it is that State Comptroller Hagar, he's he's got Trump's endorsement, so he's most likely going to win, Okay. But I'm gonna vote for this man because this man sounds more like uh, honest, (laughs) okay? He sounds honest. Let's take a look at this here. This comes from the Conservative Coalition of Harris County. And uh, the Conservative Coalition of Harris County had some questions for Mr. Golaby. Okay, I need need to get used to saying his name, right? So Mark Golaby. We won't read all of these, but we're just we'll just, uh, you know, a few of the things that struck my fancy here. They ask him questions like, please describe your qualifications. You heard him say what his qualifications were. Uh, Please explain what you believe are the most significant issues in this race. Why are you running for this position and what differentiates you from other candidates? His answers were looking at the surplus and Texas economy. I believe Texans can afford some sales tax relief. He said, there is much conjecture on eliminating the property tax. I want to make sure there is an amendment to the Texas Constitution to repeal the property taxes on both real property and personal property at a date certain for instance, 2032. It looks like we got that on prop, uh, was that prop number two, right? Uh, For 2022. uh, Before talk of raising consumption taxes of any kind. Oh. So maybe he's seeing, uh, maybe he's seeing a a bait and switch here that we're not seeing, right? Not not seeing, not visualizing. Okay, (laughs) not seeing sounds like we're not seeing. (laughs) That sounds terrible. Anyways, okay. It says here uh, also that he firmly believes a law. He says, I firmly believe a lobbyist for the taxpayer in the comptroller's office would begin to clearly examine the overall Texas budget to reduce by 10%. We know, from we know from 313, there is a 1% saving right from the start. Corporations have trimmed 10% on a regular basis. State government can do so, but someone must drive it hard. Okay, so some of the things, uh, what will be your top three priorities during your upcoming term? He gave, he gives us more here than three, it says, but it says be more transparent on how the Texas treasury money is spent. Go over the spending with a fine tooth comb for spending cuts and translate that to a reduction in the state, Texas sales, Texas state sales tax rate. A serious discussion of elimination of property taxes will require an in-depth look into at it at, into the funding sources to replace them. One of the most important roles of the comptroller is to lobby for the Texas taxpayer. The comptroller obligation is to the Texas treasury. Therefore, it should be to those who fill the treasury, the taxpayer. In the spirit of Carol Keaton Strayhorn, who actually eliminated, eliminated a state agency, in the spirit of Susan Combs, my resolve is to look for the, to the best interest of Texas taxpayers. What changes can be made to the Texas Comptroller Office to improve sales tax collections, reduce waste, and increase efficiencies? While sales tax is a big part of the Comptroller's office, my focus is more on the cost of our Texas government. We know from the Chapter 313 that 1% of the budget could be cut and not a single government agency or service would be impacted. Surely another 9% of savings can be found. And uh, what strategies do you have for increasing communication and working relations with the state legislature in the next four years? First is to stop the rule changes on reporting the cost of Chapter 313 to the taxpayers. The major reason I am in this race is the actions of the current comptroller to make these changes and hide the cost of this program. Even as 313 has expired, it will remain a burden to the Texas taxpayer until 2037. With this attitude towards taxpayers on this matter, how many more similar costs are not being exposed? So just to give you guys a little insight and a little uh, window into the mind of this individual. And, you know, I mean, a lot of that stuff is over my head, too, to be quite honest. So uh, this is his page. Mark Goloby for Texas Comptroller. Someone should lobby for the Texas Taxpayer and uh, it just says here, and we're we're pretty much done with the comptroller guys after this. Are some of your tax dollars going to corporate bottom lines? Yes, they are. $1 billion or almost 1% of the Texas annual budget is going to corporate bottom lines. Not Texas government agencies, not Texas government services, some companies bottom line. Doesn't even have to be an American company. Want to know more? Reach out to our campaign. Okay, so uh, let's see. The address here, for those of you who want to look into this man, Mark Gullaby. why do you look like you're a cast member from uh, Nothing But Trouble? Okay, so <laughs> never mind, guys. I'm terrible. Mark for Texas dot com. Okay, Mark for Texas dot com. Okay, cool. All right. That brings us to the end of our foray into the Texas State Comptroller primary ticket. So we looked at both Glenn Hegar, we looked at Mark Golaby. I'm sorry, Hegar, I'm sorry, President Trump. I'm not voting for you, all right? Period. I mean, you know, I mean, what can be said about that, right, guys? It's, that's, you know, it could be a toughie. Okay, Lord. Who are we going to do next? We got the, uh... We got the, we got on our list. We got, uh, okay. We already went through HIGAR. Let me get that closed out. Uh, who dis? Oh, goodness. I don't think we have enough time to get into this next one. We got the criminal court of appeals. We have got the, uh, Texas state Supreme court. Actually, let's take a look. Okay, guys. Okay. All right. Here's what we're going to do. Because I already have the rest of this episode mapped out, but we just don't have time tonight. I have another engagement at nine PM live, uh, so we're gonna go through this again tomorrow. All right, like this is it's gonna be part one, part two. Expect us to go early live. I would say probably maybe in the noonish hour, somewhere around noonish. Whether that's a little before noon, a little afternoon, it'll be sometime in that hour. So this way we can really breathe into some of this stuff. That'll give me some time to get into the, uh, what was that one office I was telling you guys about? Let me see here. Plus this helps with the digesting of the, you know, this is a lot of information to go through. I don't want to hold you guys up for four hours and everyone just be totally like, you know, brain dead by the time. So you guys get, you guys get a little bit of a break. Um, oh, the land commissioner. Okay, the land commissioner. I told you, I already have all of their profiles. I just got to go through them. And uh, I already have everything ready to go for the uh, for the criminal court of appeals uh, candidate. I have everything ready to go for the uh, Supreme Court candidate. So that will be rapid fire tomorrow. Okay, uh, but I really need to look into the land commissioner and then a uh, railroad commissioner. I think I had that down too. So we'll have all of that. We'll go through those tomorrow. So we went through the propositions today. We went through the comptroller today. Um, who else did we go through today? I feel like we didn't go through much today. Did we not go through much today? I hope I didn't disappoint you guys. Okay, um, let's see here. Well, I kind of gave you a heads up. Oh, we went through the agricultural commissioner. I gave you guys kind of a heads up on uh, this land commissioner thing. I This Buckingham woman. I don't know why President Trump endorsed this Buckingham woman, guys. I just don't, okay? Uh, let's do this. We'll go through uh, some of the endorsements as we close up tonight. We'll go through some of the endorsements uh, that President Trump is giving for, um, House District and also Texas District Representatives and Senators. Now, like I said, it was y'all's job in your own district to go through this, okay? Because I had all this other work to do. And I still didn't get done. Anyways, okay. So let, let's go through these. This way I don't have to worry about going them through them tomorrow. These are all the endorsements that President Trump wrote for like Texas in the last two weeks. One week or so. Just a whole bunch. A whole bunch, guys. So we'll go through these as a way of kind of wrapping up tonight. I know we can't dig into them like we did with that comptroller, like we're going to do with Don Buckingham. But uh, ladies and gentlemen you got to do a little bit of digging yourself, okay? This is for Kay Granger. Kay Granger. President Trump, did you not know this about Kay Granger? (laughs) Aren't those rhinos cute? Well, Kay Granger, she ain't cute, okay? She's been a Texas representative since the dinosaurs were around. She's a member of the good old girls' club. She is a rhino, 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 rhino. But uh, this is what President Trump had to say about Kay Granger Congresswoman Kay Granger is doing a wonderful job representing the people of Texas. During my administration as the lead Republican on the Appropriations Committee, K helped us secure the border, build the wall, and strongly support our military and vets. A fierce advocate for life and the Second Amendment, K has my complete and total endorsement. And so, of course, one would be like, but Mr. C, uh, you know, uh, President Trump said so many great things about K Granger. Well, he said the same thing about uh, Comptroller Hegar, and we saw the way that he's handling our soldiers, right? Okay, proof is in the pudding, right? Secrets in the sauce, right? That's what they say. All right, uh, here's a good one. Jake LZ, I support this one. If any of you guys see any other reason to not support, please do share. Okay, so this is a uh, endorsement for Congressman Jake LZ from President Trump. Congressman Jake LZ is a strong advocate for the people of Texas. Jake Barely, uh, Jake bravely served our nation as a U.S. Navy pilot, deploying nine times with five combat tours. He is a strong supporter of our military and vets, lower taxes, American energy independence, and he will always protect and defend our Second Amendment. Jake is a terrific, Jake is a terrific, where am I? Oh, congressman, and he has my complete and total endorsement. All right, that is uh, Jake Elzey, ladies and gentlemen. Can't disagree with that one. All right, here's our next endorsement. It says, this is for Randy Weber. Congressman Randy Weber is doing a fantastic job representing the people of Texas, 14th Congressional District. Randy is tirelessly working to secure our border. Grow our economy, cut regulations, champion American energy, support our military and vets, and defend the Second Amendment. Randy is a strong advocate for our America First agenda. He has my complete and total endorsement. And I apologize. Typically, I would have photos of these individuals along with their endorsement, but I just had I had so many tabs and stuff already opened for tonight. All right, now here's a freshman, she will be a freshman uh, congressional representative uh, that received an, uh, so this is her first time running for any office. Her name is Monica De la Cruz. She's uh, running for a uh, congressional district down near the border. Uh, Monica Dela Cruz, it says, will be an incredible congressman for the people of Texas 15th congressional district. A successful small businesswoman, Monica will fight hard to grow our economy, secure our border, uphold the rule of law, support our military and vets, and defend the Second Amendment. With Monica, we will flip this seat and elect a member of Congress who puts America first. Monica has my complete and total endorsement. All right. Good job, Monica. All right. Brian Babin. Or Babin. Let's see what he says about Brian Babin. Congressman Brian Babin is an America first fighter for the incredible people of Texas. He's working hard to secure our border, which has been left open by Joe Biden and the radical left. Protect our communities. Champion. Oops. Champion. American energy independence. Support our military and vets and defend our Second Amendment. A great guy brian has my complete and total endorsement all right brian Baben, ladies and gentlemen okay who do we got next jody errington congressman jody errington is a fantastic representative for the great state of texas jody is a champion of our farmers energy producers and america first agenda and he is working very hard to lower your taxes, secure the border, support our military and vets, protect and defend the Constitution and our freedoms, which are under siege by the radical left. Jody has my complete and total endorsement. So again, guys, if uh, any of these individuals are running in your congressional, uh, your uh, yeah, congressional, your state um, house legislature, uh, and President Trump endorsed them. I mean, that's all good and dandy, but just don't forget. Don't forget. Trust but verify, guys. It is up to you all to make sure you just don't take these endorsements and run with them. Because then you end up with people like Don Buckingham and uh, Comptroller Higar and Kay Granger. Thank goodness, I, if I may say, Thank goodness we did not see a uh, Chip Roy or a Dan Crenshaw endorsement here because I would have hit the roof, okay? (laughs) I would have hit the roof if I saw Dan Crenshaw being endorsed by President Trump. I mean, that's why I'm like with this Don Buckingham. You know, like she basically believes in red flag laws also. And abortions are okay as long as it's not within three months. And you call yourself a conservative? Really? Don Buckingham? Come on, girl. Come on, President Trump. Anyways, this one goes Congressman Troy Nels is doing a terrific job in Congress for the great people of Texas. A former sheriff, Troy is a strong advocate for brave law enforcement, military, and vets. He's working hard to secure our border, champion American energy, and protect and defend the Second Amendment. Given his support for our America First movement, it's no surprise Nancy Pelosi and the radical left are doing everything they can to stop him, but we will defeat the Democrats this November. Troy is a winner and has my complete and total endorsement. Awesome. Troy Nels, guys. Troy Nels. Now, I think this one's my favorite. No, it's not. Okay, it's the next one. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see what this has to say. Endorsement of Wesley Hunt. Wesley Hunt will be a great congressman for Texas' new 38th congressional district. A West Point combat, Wesley served our nation with honor. In Congress, he will strongly fight for border security to protect life, election integrity, defend the Second Amendment, and support our military, vets, and law enforcement. Wesley is an America First patriot, and he has my complete and total endorsement. Very good, Wesley. Glad to hear it. Do we have? Did we save the best for last? We saved the best for last. Okay, this is a state seat that this one. All of the ones I just read were endorsements that Trump had for uh, uh, congressional candidates that um, that are running for uh, the federal like u.s house congressional uh the, the these next two are for state texas um uh, legislators uh representatives okay so uh, let's check the no senators no senators got an endorsement interesting enough but uh it is what it is let's go ahead and read these last two lance gooden congressman lance gooden is a phenomenal representative of the people of texas fifth congressional district Lance is a steadfast supporter of our America First agenda. He is fighting to secure our border, uphold the rule of law, support our military and vets, protect the Second Amendment, and hold the Biden administration accountable for their failures. Lance has my complete and total endorsement. All right, and that saves the best for last. Endorsement of Steve Toth, 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 Toth. All right. Steve, and he's not even my representative. Texas State Representative Steve Toth fights for Texas and fights for my agenda. Steve has led the way on election integrity in the face of clear election fraud. Steve fought for a forensic audit in Texas, which we need now more than ever. Well, we need a real audit that is forensic and thorough and complete, President Trump. I love you, but we need more than what they're giving us. Steve is running for re-election in House District 15. He loves and supports our Second Amendment. Worked to help fund the wall in Texas. Believes in strong borders and strong families. And will always stand against voter fraud. Texas can never go radical left. And with patriots like Steve, it will never. And it never will. Steve Toth has my complete and total endorsement. Very good, Mr. Toth. Very good, very good, very good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of Lone Star News. This was just part uno of our Texas GOP primary ballot. pre-ramble. Okay. Uh, we will be live again with this topic tomorrow. We'll probably do it around noon because I got everything laid out for you guys, but um, we're going to be up here. We're going we're gonna to be live again. We got to break it up. This is a lot of information. Okay. Uh, coming up next, we got the Texas Land Commissioner. We got uh, the Texas Supreme Court. We got the Texas Criminal Court of Appeals. Okay. Those three in particular, ladies and gentlemen, very, very important. Uh, and the Railroad Commissioner, let's not forget. So we got those four seats left. We uh, took care of the propositions. We took care of Governor, Lieutenant Governor, uh, and so many other more that I can't think of. My mind is a little frazzled. Okay. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen. So please do me a favor. If you have not voted in the early voting period and you have waited for Election Day, right? Okay. And you have uh, friends and family, Texas folk, Texas kin, who have uh, waited for election day as well. Please, 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 please share this information if you think it is of worth value. I will get this episode posted to our podcast before the end of the night. So this way it'll be available by morning for anyone that wants to share the links out to let people know in case they haven't voted and they don't know who the heck or what the heck or what the heck we're talking about on this ballot coming up on Tuesday. They can at least get a little bit of insights into uh, what real conservatives are thinking here in the state of Texas. And uh, we'll be back again tomorrow with Lone Star News to wrap this up. Okay, in a nice, neat little package. There's nothing like the last two minutes, ladies and gentlemen. All right, and we'll be back in approximately 30 minutes, ladies and gentlemen, for a special chat session. Uh, Join me here along with fellow foxholer and content creator, CDP4JC. And uh, we're just going to talk shop tonight for about an hour or so. Time to get to know each other and see, uh, see how it goes. I see in the audience there, CDP4JC. And yes, Crenshaw is a total and complete pirate. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Victoria, creative writer. Elias Locke, 123SKG. Connie Ketchup, CDP4JC, creative writer. Pilled by the Rabbit. Cody, 1111. Angel Wings. Uh, Jew- Just Jewels. Uh, so many of you all hanging out tonight, Rail on, on and, uh, and D Patriot 1776 MacGyver and so many more. And to all of you there live with us on, uh, Twitch clout hub, we were on Susan tonight. And also, uh, where else were we at? Uh, duh rumble. Um, uh, thank you all for being with us. And again, you know, we'll, we'll have this episode archived on all of these platforms. So share this link. If you know, Texas folk, Who are going out to vote on Tuesday. And you just want to give them a little bit more insight. Well there you have it ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back tomorrow. Let them know. We'll be doing this again tomorrow. We're going to be talking about some very important uh, uh, contests. On the primary ballot. Manana. You're not going to want to miss this. We got some really really grave issues. And we got a lot of rhinos. That we need to primary. But until then ladies and gentlemen. We will see you. God, uh, be safe, be blessed. God bless the United States of America and God bless Texas. We'll see you tomorrow.